In the second commandment, God commands us not to take the name of the Lord our God in vain. In a small catechism explanation, Martin Luther mentions several ways in which God's name is taken in vain. Cursing, swearing, practicing superstition, uh, using witchcraft, practicing sorcery, lying by his name, which would be false teaching, and deceiving by his name, which would be hypocrisy. In his large catechism, Luther indicates which one of these sins against the second commandment is the worst. These are his words. The greatest abuse is when false preachers arise and present their lying nonsense as God's word. We can understand why Luther would say that because false teachers by their false teaching can lead many people away from God, in fact, into eternal punishment. What could be worse than that? So false teaching is dangerous and potentially fatal. That's why the Lord in the scriptures warns us so often against false teaching. We know Jesus' words, beware of false prophets. The Apostle Paul urged Timothy to tell those in his care that they should teach no other doctrine than the doctrine from God. The Apostle John warned his readers, test the spirits whether they, have, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So today in our devotion we're going to consider God's severe rebuke and punishment of a specific false teacher named Pasher, who somehow had managed to become the chief governor in the house of the Lord. Have you ever heard of Pasher? Well, there are quite a few verses in Scripture devoted to him. It happened during the time of the true prophet of God, Jeremiah, who was giving them the true word that God had given him and speaking the truth that he got from God, Jeremiah told the people that because of their rebellion and disobedience, God was going to send judgment on the whole nation, on Jerusalem and Judea. But now Pasher and his friends objected to what Jeremiah was saying. They called him the false prophet. And they said, God is not going to bring judgment on Jerusalem and the people. Pasher and his friends said, everything is all right. God is taking care of us and everything will be fine. So the people, of course, which would they prefer? Somebody telling them that the judgment was coming from God and that their city and their nation would be destroyed or somebody that was, would tell them everything is going all right. Yeah, they preferred Pasher. He had the popular support because what he was saying was pleasant to their ears. 
So Pasher, realizing that more people were on his side, decided to take advantage of that. And this is what he did, as we read in the 20th chapter of Jeremiah. Pasher struck Jeremiah the prophet and put him in the stocks that were in the high gate of Benjamin, which was by the house of the Lord. Strong arm tactics used by bullies when they realize that truth and justice are not on their side. And now we read on, and it happened on the next day that Pasher brought Jeremiah out of the stocks. Perhaps he thought that Jeremiah would keep quiet now because he realized that Pasher had the upper hand. But not Jeremiah. God gave him words that he spoke boldly. He said, The Lord has not called your name Pasher, but Magar Mesebib. What does that mean? Fear on every side. So God was going to make Pasher experience what his new name meant. Fear on every side. And Jeremiah spelled it out. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will make you a terror to yourself and to all your friends, and they shall fall by the sword of their enemies, and your eyes shall see it. I will give all Judah into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he shall carry them captive to Babylon and slay them with the sword. Moreover, I will deliver all the wealth of this city, all its produce, and all its precious things, All the treasures of the kings of Judah I will give into the hand of their enemies who will plunder them, seize them, and carry them to Babylon. And you, Pasher, and all who dwell in your house shall go into captivity. You shall go to Babylon, and there you shall die and be buried there, you and all your friends." To whom you have prophesied lies. You see, that's what a false teacher does. He prophesies lies. And he had friends who listened to his lies. And now the events were going to happen that would prove Jeremiah to be the true prophet of God, speaking the words of the Lord. And Pasher, on the other hand, would be proved to be a false teacher, prophesying lies, and therefore he would become a terror to himself and to his friends. For not only Pasher was going to be punished, but also his family, his household, his friends. Captivity, death, burial. That's what was going to happen to Pasher. And then they would know who the true prophet was and who the false prophet was. So this incident recorded in the book of Jeremiah certainly makes it clear to us that God hates false teaching. Now God may not punish false teacher, 
teachers as quickly and as openly as he did Pasher and his friends. False teachers may prosper here on earth and may even gain huge fortunes by their popular false teaching. But still they are a terror to themselves and to all their friends. And one day they will all experience Megar Mesebeb, fear on every side, if not in this world and in the world to come. We read in the book of Revelation that when the believing children of God are entering the new Jerusalem and partaking of the tree of life, the false teacher will be on the outside. Whoever loves and practices a lie on the outside, no enjoyment of the new Jerusalem, no partaking of the tree of life, terror, fear, hell. But for those who follow the Lord, whom God has brought into his church by giving them faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Bliss. Remember what Jesus, or what Peter said to Jesus when all these people were turning away from him? And Jesus asked, are you going to go away too? And Peter said, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Those are the words that are given us by Jesus, by the prophets, by the apostles, and given to you here today. May God continue to bless us with true teaching. Amen. We sing today... Uh, hymn number 666, six, six, stanzas 3 and 4. <laughs> 